Hi, I'm Pastor Corey, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that path. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. Listen to God's word. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I am, the Son of of Man am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some, Elias. And others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. May God add his richest blessings upon the reading, upon the hearing, upon the understanding but perhaps even more importantly, upon the receiving of his holy word, because this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, after hearing dad make the word come alive like that, I don't think I need to preach. I will. (laughs) I will, but I'm so thankful that he was willing to come and to share and to be a part of this with us today. Let us go to God in prayer. Lord God Almighty, we thank you so much for this opportunity we have to draw near to you once again. We thank you for the way that your Holy Spirit has already been at work, the way that you have already spoken to us in such powerful ways. Lord, we give thanks. And now in these moments, we pray that you truly would speak to us once again. By the power of your Holy Spirit, would you transform the words that proceed from my mouth. And as they fall upon our ears and penetrate our hearts, may they be changed into the word of God that we need to hear today. As individuals and collectively as one body. And now, most heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart truly be acceptable unto you. O Lord, my God, my rock, and my redeemer. Amen. Out of all the people that are found within the scriptures, 
Peter is the one that I love the most. He is my absolute favorite. There's so much about the life of Peter that I love and appreciate and even can relate to. As we read through the scriptures and see the different things about Peter, one of the things I love is I love Peter's honesty. For example, the time when, when he first encounters Jesus and he's been out fishing with his friends all night and they caught nothing and he's there on the side of the shore cleaning his nets, preparing, you can imagine, to go home to rest and Jesus gets in his boat. He asks him to push out and Jesus is preaching and teaching to the crowds. And as I can imagine, Simon Peter, he's hoping that he'll finish up soon so he can get home and get some rest. Jesus says to him, cast your net out on the other side. I love Peter's honesty because Peter could have said, sure thing, and done it. But no, he wants to make sure that Jesus understands, I've been out here all night long and caught nothing. But fine, if you say so, I'll do it. And he casts the net out. And you know the story. How immediately they capture all of these fish. So they're struggling to bring the net in. And then when Jesus says, come and follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. Simon Peter leaves it all behind. Goodness, I, I love the purity of that heart. I, I love Peter's boldness. His willingness to just jump into action. To say what comes to his mind. To act upon it immediately. Like the time that they're out on the boat at night and they see this figure coming out towards them. Some are startled and they cry out, it's a ghost. And Jesus says, peace, fear not, it's me. And I love Simon Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. And Jesus says, come. And Simon does something just absolutely amazing. Like Dad said, I don't think I can remember a time seeing someone walk on water. In fact, even if I was on a boat and I saw my own dad walking out towards us on the water, and I said, Dad, if it's you, tell me to come. If Dad said come, you know what I'm doing? I'm rowing in his direction. I'm not getting out of the boat. I'm not even going to try it. But I love that. Simon Peter... He gets out and he does the incredible. He walks on water towards Jesus. And then, yes, he notices the wind and the waves and he sinks and he cries out, Lord, save me. And Jesus takes his hand and they get on the boat. So many times I, I picture when they get on the boat and Jesus speaks to him. He says, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? But I think Jesus sees in Simon who he's always seen Simon as. He sees him as someone who is going to give everything. He's going to be everything. He's going to have these flaws. He's going to have failures. Yeah, we all are going to have failures. And it just seems to be that Simon Peter's failures seem to get pointed out quite a bit. But Simon Peter is not defined by his failures. Simon Peter is defined by his faith. You and I, we are not defined by our failures. We are defined by our faith. And your story is defined by the one that is writing it and your willingness to boldly live into it.
Think about some of Peter's failures. Uh, I think about that time that, yes, he did notice the wind and the waves, and he sinks down into the water. I, I see that as a failure. He was so close. It was doing the amazing. I think about in the next verses after what dad read there, if you read on the next pericope, you read on those next verses, you'll see Jesus is explaining to them that his time has come, that he must go to Jerusalem and there he must die. And three days later, he would be raised from the tomb. Peter pulls him aside, says, Lord, this should not happen. None of this should happen to you. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. You've gone from one minute having your name changed from Simon to Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church. And the next minute, Satan? I would call that a failure. Simon Peter, I think about uh, denying Christ. Simon Peter had his failures. But we see Simon Peter had his faith. Peter's faith that caused him to leave everything behind. He caused him to be this bold, faithful witness. And in here, in this passage, we see that Peter once again demonstrates this incredible faith. As Dad said, they're walking along the road and Jesus asks his disciples, who do the people say that I am? And they begin to give one answer after the other. John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And Jesus asked them the same question that I think each one of us has asked. Who do you say that I am? And Simon, remember his name was Simon at birth. Simon answers, you are the Messiah. You are the Christ. He utters in faith this incredible statement that nobody else has fully understood yet. And Jesus himself recognizes that this surely couldn't have come from him. It had to have come from above. That this insight, this knowledge that he has received, this statement that Jesus is the Messiah, that he's so bold in being willing to share and say, Jesus knows that this has come from above. And I love how he says, I tell you, Simon Barjona, you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. And this Peter would go on. And to be that very foundation of a faith that continues to live strong today because of his boldness. Peter could have been identified by his failures. I know we ourselves, we live into holding on to our failures far more than our successes. When I was thinking about just recently... During the time of the pandemic, I don't know that I personally have ever experienced feeling more like a failure than during that time. Nobody knew what to do. None of us knew. I remember saying more than once, I didn't take this class in seminary. They didn't teach me how to be a part of a church during the time of a pandemic. None of us knew what to do, and we all Felt like failures wherever we were and whatever we did. We just knew we had to keep doing. In spite of our failures, we knew that we had to keep doing. That first Sunday 
that we were not allowed to come and worship. I remember uh, we set up a phone and we did Facebook Live to try to connect with somebody in the community so that we could have a way of connecting. The second Sunday, we, we advanced the technology a little bit more. We put a television up in the fellowship hall behind us to be able to have the words to music. And, uh, and in fact, as I was walking around while that worship was taking place, it was just a handful of us in the room at the time. And Ryan's parents sent him a message to say, let Pastor Adam know we can see his reflection on the TV as he's walking around. That was a good reminder. We felt like failures in everything it seemed like. <laughs> I remember that first Easter during the pandemic had prepared and worked so hard on the message to share because it was so weird because we couldn't be together. And I remember proclaiming a message that while that day was Easter, the day that we all came back to worship together once again, that would be a day of resurrection. I remember saying eggs will be hunted, hymns will be sung, a cross would be flowered, whether it be June or July or even August. I remember, I, I've got to go back and look at that video sometime because it seems so ridiculous to even say those things not knowing next year we would be back. It felt like failure in so many ways. But you as a church were not identified by failures. You were identified by a faith that continued in spite of all the times that we felt like failures. You would not allow us to be a church identified in that way. You lived such a bold faith, much like Peter. You lived out this faith so much that you were working to transform a community. I remember when we learned about the incredible need right here in our community to, of hunger. That we learned that during the time of the pandemic, as people, some were not able to work and people not being able to get enough food to provide for their families. You as a church decided to partner with Porch of Hillsborough. And every month since during the time of the pandemic, we have met once a month out in Hillsborough at Fairview Park to be able to help distribute food to, from anywhere from 175 to 200 families, changing lives. Because you were bold in your faith and your witness clinging to the hope we have in Jesus Christ. That bold faith, in spite of times that we may have failed, in spite of times we may have felt like failures, that bold faith was the very kind of faithful witness that as Jesus said to Peter, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. That that word there reminds me of something that John Wesley once wrote in a letter as he was writing to another colleague. He said, give me 100 preachers who fear nothing but sin and desire nothing but God. And I care not a straw whether they be clergymen or laymen. Such alone will, the, will shake the gates of hell and set up the kingdom of heaven on earth. Oh. When a church is full of people that are willing to go all in, to live a bold faith like what Peter himself was, then we can shake the gates of hell and set up the kingdom of heaven here on earth. So do not be defined by your failures. You're not defined by that. Be defined by your faith. Let us not fear trying something and failing. 
Let us instead fear failing because we never tried. Be one who has such firm, bold faith like Peter so that we may see the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Let us pray. Lord, in your grace and your mercy, you call us to a life of faith in you. As you call us, Lord, I thank you for the ways that we can boldly respond. Lord, may we always be so courageous in the ways that we follow you, in the ways that we give witness to who you are, how you have shaped us and formed us, and enabling us to let the world see you through us. And so today, pour out that Holy Spirit upon us in a way that reinvigorates us. Pour out that Holy Spirit in us in a way that allows us to demonstrate that bold faith like Peter. So God, may you use us as your instruments in the world today that lead others to come to know who you truly are. We pray this in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.